of the Chronically Real podcast. Real life, real talk. I'm your host, CMT Strong, and I'm here with DO3. What's up, DO3? Nothing really just excited about episode two. We had a great reception last week. We had some people in Europe. We had one guy in Germany. And shout out to the one who listened to us out in Norway. Someone in Norway was listening to us? Was yeah. Was it <laughs> Way to go, Norway. Keep that lightning coming. Appreciate your support. How was your day? That was pretty good. Nothing really eventful. Woke up, went to the gym with you. Got a good workout in today. It was nice. Nah, I didn't like it, actually. It yeah, was legs. It wasn't a fun experience. But Scratch that. Workout sucked. Today, we're going to talk about the difference between inspiration and motivation. How are we to understand inspiration? Well, inspiration is something that makes someone want to do something, or that gives someone an idea about what to do or create. It's a force or influence that inspires someone. So if you describe someone or something good as an inspiration, you mean that they make you or other people want to do or achieve something. Motivation is the state or condition of being motivated or having a strong reason to act or accomplish something. People often say that motivation doesn't last. Well, neither does bathing. That's why we recommend it daily. Zig Ziglar said that, okay. a noted motivational speaker. Okay, so basically motivation is just like a fuel tank. The more you use it, the more it's going to whittle down. And then we got to fill it back up. Inspiration is external, comes from the outside. It may come from something we read. We might see someone accomplish something. We might watch something that inspires us, that makes us want to do something, think differently. And motivation is internal. It takes work. So going back to what Zig Ziglar said, it doesn't last. Neither does bathing. That's why we recommend it daily, he says. I believe people don't accomplish anything because they're disconnected or out of touch with their reasons for doing something. They're not in touch with their why. So they basically don't know exactly the purpose of what they're doing. They may have an idea, but they're so far removed from it, they're not motivated. In order to have motivation, you need a motive. Where do motives come from? They come from inside you. You're connected with the reason or the why that moves you to do something. I found something on Instagram that inspired me. And remember, keeping in with our definition, it's something that makes someone want to do something or gives someone an idea about what to do or create. It's an influence that inspires someone. This particular reference made me think differently. It reads, The person you need to be most loyal to, if you really want to embody the idea of loyalty, is yourself. So you should stay true to yourself before doing anything else. And that means doing everything you need to do to take care of yourself, to build yourself into the best version of yourself and eliminate everything that doesn't contribute to that. That is being loyal to self. Loyal to self is the first thing that has to happen for you to be loyal to anybody and for anybody else to be loyal back to you. That inspired me. It made me think differently. You can plug in any other quality in there. Loyalty, honesty, trust, love, Anything. So it's just not limited to one particular option. And that's what I was thinking. Yeah. And that was getting my wheels turning. So I appreciate 
when I run across things like this on the internet, books I read, things I watch, and there are things on social media that I'm not inspired by. So like what particularly? I was going through Instagram. I was searching the chronic illness hashtags and other chronic illness hashtags. And I came across three expressions that just totally turned me off. Oh, good. What were they? Here's the first one. Connect with your inner joy or peace. Okay. And that's supposed to bring you healing. That was it? That's all they did? That's it. Oh, good. And then there was a link in their bio to buy their healing services for hundreds of dollars. Oh, God. Yeah. Going back to the reference that I read of what inspires me, plugging other qualities in there. And that applies to joy and peace as well. You have to cultivate joy. You have to be joyful. You have to be a peacemaker. Those are qualities that are perishable. Meaning if you don't cultivate those qualities, there's no connection whatsoever. Yeah, I agree. You want to hear the second one? Go for it. Open yourself up to the abundance the universe offers. Okay. I guess this is a... Uh, an expression to help people heal by means of spirituality. I guess. That's what I got from it. I like to take a road to practical healing. I like to think of things that work. And I think about the universe. I think about black holes that suck up light, asteroids, comets, radiation. Scientists say the Earth is placed in the perfect spot in our Milky Way galaxy. It's the safest place in the galaxy. The rest out there is just chaos. I'm not quite sure what somebody's saying when they say open up to the abundance of the universe. In my mind, all the universe offers is resistance. And if you don't live in harmony with the laws of the universe, you're in trouble. Take, for example, gravity. Disobey that law, and what happens? End up falling. Number three, live with intention within the vibration of your love. All three of these sound like they're trying to be cryptic. You have to solve a riddle. And you can figure out that riddle by doing 10 payments of $9.99. Huh. Live with intention. I think what they're trying to say is live with purpose. With the vibration of your love. But what is that? Maybe because the heart's pumping? Vibration? <laughs> I don't think it's... I think it's more of a pulse... It's not a literal translation, is it? Yeah, I don't get it. Vibration of your love. How do you vibrate qualities, especially if you don't possess them, like we talked earlier? Just sit in a massage chair. Anyway, those are things that I'm not inspired by. When I run across these things, they don't make me feel different. They don't make me think differently. I'm not moved to try anything creative or try new experiences based on expressions like these. Let's talk about motivation. What motivates me? I have a chronic illness. If I don't take care of myself, try to cultivate the qualities which we discussed, I'm going to live a bad, unhealthy, sad life. I don't want that. That's my reason, my motivation behind anything I do. The reason I work out so much is because I know I have a health problem. You can't ignore no. Illness. no, something has to be done about it. That's where my mind's going. Mm -hmm. My reason is my body will wither away if I don't exercise. Yeah, you need to have that motivation and inspiration to go to the gym. 
It's not easy to find. And I understand with our particular chronic illness, chronic fatigue is a big issue. So if my diet is not on point, I'm going to be dragging all the time. Another segment we'd like to add in this show is interesting points that DO3 and I are learning from books we read. We're self-taught. We like to read things. We like to look up things. And here's an interesting point I learned in the book I'm reading. It's called Influence, the Psychology of Persuasion. There's a paragraph that talks about social acceptance and social rejection. This experience comes out of the University of Yale. They had a heavy smokers clinic. It was a treatment clinic. And it says, during the group's second meeting, nearly everyone took the position that because tobacco is so addicting, no one could be expected to quit all at once. But one man disputed the group's view announcing that he had stopped smoking completely since joining the group the week before and that others can do the same. In response, his former comrades banned against him, delivering a series of angry attacks on his position. But isn't that like anticlimactic? Because the whole point of the group is to stop smoking, correct? Yes, and it seems like this man found some way or strategy to help him. Yeah, like if I was in that group, I'm like, he already quit. I'm trying to know what he knows. What are you doing? It goes on to say at the following meeting, the dissenter reported that after considering the other's point of view, he had come to an important decision. I have gone back to smoking two packs a day and won't make any effort to stop again until after the last meeting. The other group members immediately welcomed him back into the fold, greeting his decision with applause. I would say ridiculous, but it's kind of past that. It, that's really just a dumb situation to be in. Mm -hmm. Like I said before, the whole point is to stop smoking. And yeah. Start it again, and then they're like, oh, cool. Me and DO3 talk about this all the time, about how we can be successful, what our future plans are, how can we do better in regards to what our dreams and goals are. And we're open to learning. We're open to discovering different ways and techniques to accomplish what we want to accomplish. I just don't see myself being upset at somebody for being successful because I want to know what they're doing so I can do that too, right? Yeah, you should use other people's failures and successes to your advantage. Absolutely. We need to learn from other people's mistakes because we're not going to live long enough to make them all ourselves. Yeah, and then he, what he said, he won't make any attempt to stop smoking until the last meeting. Yeah, so that he can be accepted in their social group. That's beyond dumb. And I really feel like he did that because he didn't appreciate being socially rejected. Yeah, he couldn't take the pressure of being different, I guess. What did you learn in your book, DO3? Well, the book I was reading is uh, The One Thing. And what I liked particular so far was in chapter 13, and it was entitled Live a Purpose. Now, so I'm not smart enough to word everything differently because I feel like the author did a way better job than I did. So here are a few key points. Uh, here's a quote that he added by uh, George Bernard uh, Shaw. Life isn't about finding yourself. Life is about creating yourself. Interesting. Yeah. And then uh, he also goes uh, continuing. Our purpose sets our priority, and our priority determines the productivity our actions produce. And a life lived on purpose 
is the most powerful of all. Having a different viewpoint or having that purpose is also very beneficial. And isn't that contrary to what we're taught in society? Doesn't everyone say, discover yourself, find yourself? Yeah, first you have to figure out what is your purpose in order to mm -hmm. go anywhere. And then uh, it also continues that purpose provides the ultimate glue that can help you stick to the path you set. Mm, that's creating yourself. Yeah. And mm. there's also another segment in the book. I'm not going to read it directly because that'll take too much time. But it continues if you've set this purpose and you form these habits, that even in the toughest of times, you'll continue to see that one uh, thing that you wanted to do. And it won't be discouraging. Everyone has tough times. And naturally, when you're trying to accomplish anything, there's going to be some bumps in the road. Interesting. All right, we come to the time in our show of Meme of the Week. This one comes from Chronically Simple on Instagram. Chronically underscore simple. Great page. Here's the meme. Some people wake up and feel like a million bucks. Me? I wake up and feel like insufficient funds. <laughs> yeah. I really connect with that because... Many individuals who live with a chronic illness have chronic fatigue. Yeah. It's more than just being tired. Yeah, like when I woke up this morning, I was like, nah, I don't want to go to the gym, but you got to. And that reminds me of the reel I posted. It said, your mind has to be stronger than your feelings. And then it said, your feelings are what keep you in bed. And your mind is what's telling you to get out of bed. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, actually, now I think about it. I want to know who that guy was who said that. I have to look deeper into it. I just posted it with that audio, but that's really intriguing, and maybe that'll be my next uh, little research project to do after I'm done with the psychology book. Thank you, Chronically Simple. That was an awesome meme. Really appreciate it. Okay, so we're now we're at the end of our, our show. We have one more thing to do. It's Weird Facts, and this is DO3's part. All right, so you know how ancient Egyptians always worship different types of gods, and mm -hmm. you know it's just a ridiculous amount of like every single thing, right? Yeah. So uh, the ancient Egyptians believed that cats were the manifestation of a goddess. So this came into full display during the Persian invasion of Egypt. So because of this, the Persians actually ended up putting cats and other sacred animals that they had in front of the soldiers. Hmm. And then some soldiers painted images of cats onto the shields and some soldiers even put literal cats on their shield. Hmm, interesting. And because of this, the Egyptians did not attack fearing the wrath of their goddess. Hmm. So... It's also pretty cool that this was one of the first cases of psychological warfare where they used their own beliefs against them. Interesting. So I'm wondering who was responsible for feeding all those animals? Certainly <laughs> it's expensive. Because Persia and Egypt, they're not really that close. No. I, I'm assuming they had tens of thousands of soldiers. And they all had to march, ride their horses or whatever they did back then. They had to take these animals with them. They had to transport them somehow. It's just annoying dealing with one dog, right? Yeah. You have to feed it. 
you have to take it outside so it can do its business. And you know those cats are, you know, they're strong and dependent, so they're not yeah. exactly following willingly. Did they put them in cages? That's interesting. I wonder what they did. But anyway, that's our show for today. Thank you for listening. If you want us to talk about something in particular, shoot a DM at CMT Strong on Instagram or email us at the chronically real podcast at gmail.com. Talk to you next time.